0: 5k success crowd dimity here with coach Lindsay. good morning good morning yeah it is a good morning it's so, <laughs> it is saturday morning it's actually 6 a.m my time um which is 8 a.m uh Lindsay's time and we are doing this bright and early because wednesday when we came to record um my internet went down like you know, five minutes, ten minutes before we were supposed to record. And honestly, I can't even tell you the last time, like, I've had to get on tech support with a a call, right? Does that happen to you much, Lindsay?
1: It is the most frustrating thing ever when the internet goes down because I'm like, I need a wizard to come fix my computer because I have literally no idea what to do.
0: I know, I know. So, yeah, so it was one of those things where they're like, oh, yeah, change the ends of the cord. Turn it in and out, you know, (laughs) unplug it. And I kind of had this moment where I really freaked out because it was Wednesday and I'd been traveling and, um, and the internet is how I do my job, how we do our jobs, right? It's not, it's not like I can just like, oh, I'll just go read a book for a while and that will be some research. Like, you know, (laughs) send newsletters from the internet. I, you know, talk on Facebook on the internet. So I gave myself a little bit of a dose of reality and I decided that it was all going to be okay if I missed, you know, four or five hours of work. Um. Because you can't leave the house, right? They're coming. And, <laughs> and so I'm like, oh I'll just go work at Starbucks. Oh no, I won't because anyway. All done. Here we are. And good thing I'm a morning person. Are you a morning person, Lindsay?
1: No, I'm not. But let me ask oh, you no. this. Did you did you put your feet up and read a book or do something while your internet was down?
0: I did actually. I went up. I got up on. Um, I sat. I was. I thought. I contemplated a nap. I won't lie, um, but it was like ten a.m. And if I oh. like if I nap now, I wasn't quite tired enough for that. So, um, so I went up and read. I I did do some work, but I read. So mm-hmm. that was. I was reading um, a book that we we're using for the heart rate group. So it was. It was good. It was good. And you know what? Sometimes the universe just talks to you, and you need to say. Okay, I'm finally listening. <laughs> Maybe I need to slow down just a little bit, right?
1: Yes. Yes, so. yes, yes. I am not a morning person, but having three little kids, you're kind of forced into it, right?
0: Yeah. Do your kids sleep in at all, or is it? A, are they early wakers?
1: So my oldest one is an early waker. He's like 630, 6, six six thirty, which isn't too bad. But he's old enough now; he's almost five that we can kind of say, I can kind of say, like, yeah, I go downstairs, especially if it's the weekend, you know. Yeah, Um, yeah. My little guy is up for feeding around 5. And then the middle one is like a dream. He sleeps till like 8.30 or 9.30. I don't know who he came from or what's going on, but (laughs) he can just keep doing that.
0: Yeah. What time do they go to bed usually? Do Um, they all all go to bed in one fell swoop or – I mean, probably not your little one,
1: huh? um, Kind of. Like the little one usually about 6.30 and the bigger two around 7.30. But last night we went out to – Get pizza, and um, we didn't get home till like eight thirty. So everybody was at partying Ooh. late. Late night in the high house. <laughs> um, wow, three kids the,
0: at the restaurant. How did that go? Because that's that's one thing I gotta say. Like I was pretty hard. I, I I was a big takeout girl when we when we wanted to like not prepare just because the yes. little you know the littles in the restaurant is. But a pizza place is usually more forgiving.
1: Yes. So this place, it's called Three Wisemen here in Indianapolis, and it's very kid-friendly. They have, like, a treasure box, and um, their tables are, like, picnic-style tables, and you sit, like, so your family can fit on, like, one side of the table, another family on another side. And I think pretty much, like, if you're going to that restaurant, you're going to know that there's going to be kids there. And if you don't want to be somewhere with kids go somewhere else, right? Yes, exactly. People are pretty understanding when your kids are kind of running around a little bit, and that's the exact reason... Literally, if we go out to eat, 90% of the time, that is where we go.
0: That's perfect. You know, it, there are no expectations when you're not using utensils, right? Right. Like you have to – you know, it's all about just lowest common denominator, being kind to of your fellow fellow diners. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, and you know, it's funny though because I always tell my husband, I'm like, I have must have this space that people are just like, come talk to me because the woman at the table next to us literally talked to me the entire dinner, which I was like, you know what? I'm here with my family, but I'm gonna go ahead and just like embrace this and enjoy the conversation. And it was actually really kind of lovely and nice.
0: Oh, good. What, what did she? What did she want to chat with you about?
1: Okay, so she's the mother of three girls, and she oh. saw. Yeah, she saw <laughs> that I had three boys, but she her kids are grown. So. Oh. I oftentimes find that moms of grown children are like kind of like drawn to you when you have little children, and they want to kind of tell you about their experiences and. Um kind of I feel like she was kind of looking uh at us through a window like looking in on when she was in that time of her life.
0: Yes, yes. It's nice it's like a nice trip down memory lane for a couple yes. like a half an hour or so and then you and then you get to go back to your real life. Yeah. Yes. Well, I find that some, I'm I'm sometimes on the airplane I feel that way. Like if I'm if I'm sitting if I'm see, seated, if I'm sitting, <laughs> maybe it is six AM. Um if I'm sitting next to a um uh, you know, a, a young family. I usually embrace it, um, and just like chat with them. And I love, I love talking to kids, especially like you know the, the three and four year olds that are just funny. You know, just oh, their yeah. are just so like honest and random. Um, and uh, but sometimes I get like my blinders on. And I'm just like I'm not traveling with children right now. Like you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> I want my People magazine. I want my peanut M Ms, and I want you to leave me alone.
1: Um, and if your but, kids um, keep ta- kids keep talking to me like random in a little bit because i only have so much energy i can expend when i'm away from my kids <laughs> exactly
0: exactly well so i saw a tweet that you put up that you're kind of coming you're finding yourself a little bit after um remind me what your third um boy's name is again russell russell that's right how old is he now
1: he is 4 months a little over 4 months.
0: Oh, so he's still just so little. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, so tell us about your running. I mean, um ha- like what have what's been going well? What are you struggling with, you know, kind of lay it out there for us.
1: Well, I was just talking to my husband about this. I feel like and and I you know, I've been pretty consistent with running um, you know, through my pregnancy and once he was born, thankfully I was able to run through my pregnancy. Um, but I was just telling my husband about this like in the last two or three weeks, I really have been feeling like myself again. I mean, not every day, but um, I'm kind of coming out of that newborn funk or whatever you call sure. it. You know, the hormones are crazy. They're still crazy some days, for sure.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I <laughs> um, was going to say, you're not, you're not out. You may feel no. like you're out, but from no. my, my, my uh, objective perspective, yes. you're not.
1: And, I mean, it's just – it's not as it's not as all-consuming. It's not as frequent, At you know, mm-hmm. um, like the – the hormone, I don't know if you call it a fit or whatever, where you kind of feel crazy.
0: Meltdown. Meltdown. <laughs> yes. Toddlers have them and moms have them. You know, <laughs> tears and just despondency. And am I ever going to find myself again? Yes.
1: yes. But yeah. I, but I, in my running, I really feel like in the last two or three weeks, and I know I'm still pretty new postpartum, but I've just kind of been feeling like myself again, like, um, the, the, runs aren't feeling as difficult, and I'm kind of, like, coming into, oh, this is the runner, a little bit of the runner that I was before I had baby. And, I mean, it's still going to take a good six, another six months before I'm really feeling back, but um, it's just so refreshing to start feeling yourself again.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree in all aspects of your life, you know? Like, that first day when you're like, oh, my gosh, my genes that, you know, my my, like, you know, my very – yes Um, forgiving jeans they fit again okay i'm out of my maternity jeans like yay i'm gonna wear these for a week i'm not i don't care if they stretch out i don't care whatever you know like
1: yes and that's not happening yet i'm i'm not i am not wearing anything but but running tights and comfy comfy shorts and tights and pajama pants but i did put on a pair of pre-pregnancy jeans just to go to my son's valentine's day party uh in february and um let's just say it was not comfortable (laughs) But I knew I was only going to be there for like one hour and it was literally across the street. So I was like, Lindsay, buck up, put these jeans on for an hour. These moms and and teachers have literally only seen you in running clothes. So
0: I got to say, (laughs) isn't that so funny? I I mean, I thank God for the trends these days, the Capri Mm -hmm. slash Lycra athleisure trends. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I know that feeling. Well, there are days where I'm like, I, you know, because our job basically allows us to live in Capris if you want, but there are days where I'm like you have got to get out <laughs> of the <lecture. laughs> light like, you have you know and especially when I haven't even worked out that day you know yeah. so a lot of times I put it on and, and we'll talk about this you know um, because we we're look, we had a lot of questions about motivation but um uh you know put it on in the morning um to know that I'm going to get to the gym or get out for a run later that day but there's some times where I'm just like okay enough enough and yeah put on the jeans you know deal with the a little indent, you know, from the button yes. <laughs> right below your name, all right, when you're like, okay, suck it in, suck it
1: in. Well, um, you know, my sister-in-law is a stay-at-home mom, and she, she works out. She's not a, really a runner, but she does like elliptical and stuff like that, and she says once a week, I make it a point to put, a, put on a pair of jeans because that kind of like holds me a little bit more accountable, and yes, <laughs> then I can yes. kind of measure my success a little bit more, because you could very easily just live in, in the running clothes every single day. Absolutely, I agree.
0: If that's agree. what you do,
1: if you're a stay-at-home mom.
0: Yeah, if you're a stay-at-home mom or you work from home or whatever right. you do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, let's get to some questions. And, I mean, okay. actually, that's a good little segue into Kelly's question. Kelly was, um, how do you stay motivated when you are first getting started? And this is like starting with, like, the million-dollar question, right? Because it is so, you know, until um, running becomes a lifestyle and that happens – You know, for some people it happens, you know, three weeks in and some people it happens three months in and some people it happens three years in. you got to just keep kind of pushing, right, to like believe that it is going to happen sooner than later, right? Yeah,
1: and my my advice, and this kind of goes back to like what I was saying with kind of feeling myself again finally, is like consistency, consistency, consistency. Because if you're not consistent, it's never going to start feeling good again, you know? Yes.
0: It's like riding in a taxi, right? A New York City taxi would be like herky jerky, like I'm I'm going fast, I'm slowing down. I'm going fast, I'm slowing down. But
1: Yes. That
0: consistency like causes your body to kind of crave it a little bit, right? Yes. Does that happen to you?
1: Totally, totally, totally. And I know it sounds silly and I know that everybody has probably read this in articles, but I can't um, I can't say it enough. Like, so I have my little uh, planner that has you know my meetings and things like that in it but like I write my workouts down in it too and some people want to see those workouts beforehand and they can check them off some people want to write them in you know like oh I I get to write down what I did so to have some sort of platform where you are recording it or checking it off that's huge because I mean it's like it's like think about your kids. Your kids have like activity charts, and they feel good when they get to put a sticker on what they did. I mean, that's just like our human nature.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we love a good. We love a sticker. We love a good to-do list. We love a crisp check off. I mean, I'm doing the same thing right now. I'm not running right now because I'm um, injured, but I decided to make a chart for myself for my exercises, my PT yeah. exercises, and my pain level. So like. You know, and that, you know, I was like, oh, this is so ridiculous. And I actually, like, made it on the plane. Like, I was making it, like, okay, clamshells. Okay, glue bridges. And <laughs> I was drawing it and stuff. But I love it. I really do love it. And I and I really have. I've been using it for nearly two weeks straight, which for me to be consistent with something like that is is, is an anomaly. So if it can work for me... It's, a, it's an idea to look in for yourself. Um, that's, I think that's a great idea. I think, you know, making an appointment with yourself is really important. Um, I mean, the other thing, sometimes, like, the immediate motivation – well, let, let's step back for one second. The other thing that we um, often say and I think really helps both um, with you laying out your week and um, accountability is sitting down on Sunday night um, with – if you have a partner – you know, um, with them and kind of telling them about what, what's going on this upcoming week and how you're going to get in your workouts. Um, you know, we say that a lot for people who are training for marathons or are going to be out there for, you know, three hours on a weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. And we realize that that's not the case here. But, I mean, when you want to make it a habit, you need to be accountable. And that's mm-hmm. a lot about our Facebook page. Um, and, I've, you know, I'm happy to start an accountability thread or have somebody kind of pick up that. Um, baton and run with it because it's just nice to say like, hey, I got it done and get cheered on, right?
1: Yeah, and that's a really good point. Um, Similar to this, to what we're saying with the running, um, there's a there's a Facebook or there's a group called Hello Mornings, and it's it's similar to the working out in the morning, but it's like moms holding each other accountable to having, like, 30 minutes of quiet time in the morning. Oh, I, I love that. Yeah, and I think they had some sort of accountability group where, like, each person had a partner, and um, you send an email or a text or whatever and just say, hey, are you up? Are you getting your time in? And, I mean, it's the same thing with, with the exercise in the morning as well. Because if you're not meeting someone, like, physically in person yes. – but you know that you're gonna have a text message at six in the morning or what, what have you, I mean, that's, that's accountability right there.
0: I agree. I agree. There's there's definitely some, um some, there's a lot of truth there. And it is harder virtually, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. we do what we can to keep you guys going, but it is, you know, when I know that Lindsay's meeting me on the corner of, you know, first in Maine at 6 a.m., I'm not going to let her down.
1: I'm going to um, be a lot more upset if, you're, if our physical <laughs> in-person yes, yes. meeting falls through okay. and I'm by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, the other
0: things, like, the more, like, okay, I know I should run today and I'm sitting here – Um, You know, what should I do? One of the things that I often do when I am a morning, I tend to be a morning exerciser. So, um, but you could do this, you know, if you're working at your lunch, you know, thinking about going during a lunch break or um, after school or whatever is kind of put yourself mentally about two thirds through your workout. So, you know, 20 minutes through the 30 minutes or mile three out of a four mile run. And think about how you feel. And first, first of all, how you feel just physically—you um, know, you're almost done, and your your blood is flowing, and you've accomplished something, and you kind of got that glow about you. And um, how you're gonna feel all the rest of the day that it's done, right? Like, you, like, so it's almost like it's not like oh, you know, not not thinking about the all this hurdles you have to do to get. I have to get up. I have to get dressed. I if you brush your teeth, I don't brush my teeth um, before a workout, but you know, I have to brush my teeth. I have to, you know, make sure my kid is okay. I have to feed the dog, whatever. And then I can finally run, like skip over that and just put yourself to being almost done and think about how good you're going to feel and kind of go chase that feeling and just like kind of glide over everything else you have to do to get going, glide over the first part of the workout and, and then, and then, It's. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's a lot easier um, if you kind of chase that feeling in my mind.
1: Well, and another thing to think about, too, and I know that a lot of people have to do their workouts in the the early morning because of their schedules with work and kids and whatnot. But I've come to the realization that, like, I don't like morning workouts. It's not – Something I want to do, and I'm afforded the opportunity to not have to do it in the morning. But I think one key to that, if people are able to do it later in the day too, because some people can, um, is is getting in the habit of not dreading the workout. Um, And that's something that I struggled with for a lot, a lot of years. And I actually met someone at the Mother Runner event here in Indianapolis that you guys did. And I was talking to these ladies and they were like, one of them was an early morning runner and one of them was an evening runner. And she said, I run in the evenings because I I, I burn off the steam of the day. It's like, you know, like it's my outlet. And the more children I have, the more I'm really, <laughs> the more I'm really enjoying those evening runs. Like even though I might feel tired at 4 p.m. and I know that there's like two more hours before my husband gets home, um... I start, I take one step, I take two steps. And it, yeah, that first mile is, is difficult sometimes, but once I get going, I feel so rejuvenated and so refreshed from the day. Um, I actually did this two nights ago and it was like unbelievably beautiful. I finished right as like it was getting dark. Oh, perfect. Um, Yeah, and I don't know, I think, but to, to get there, you have to get your mind in a place that says, I'm not going to dread this. I'm going to look forward to this, even if it's a little bit hard, because when I finish, I'm going to feel like a badass because I just did that workout, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think that that's a great tip. And, I mean, the other, you know, putting on your clothes at 4 p.m. when you feel yes. like, oh, I'm dragging and I still have to wait two hours for, you know, childcare to arrive or my husband to get home or whatever it is, like kind of getting yourself ready. Um, not having any obstacles, um, making sure, you know, that your GPS is charged, making sure that your music is charged, if that's what you use, um, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you have your water bottle ready. If, you're, if it's sunny out, you have your sunglasses, like just removing as many obstacles as you can. And then finally you just have to just kind of go. Right. And that's, and that sounds so simple, but I mean, you know, our, our catchphrase for a long time, and I mean, it still kind of is, is don't think just go like the less thought you put into it. And the more you just kind of, you know, cruise out the door and just say, "Okay, whatever is going to happen is going to happen." But I'm going. You know, and you leave the guilt behind, you leave the work behind, you leave the crying kids behind, um, provided <laughs> you know yeah. that you're old enough or someone's there with them. Um, we don't need child protective services breathing down your door. But you know, just just almost put yourself on autopilot until you feel good. Um, this book that I was reading is a Joe. Hen- it's Joe Henderson, and he was the editor of Runner's World. Way back in the day. Um, and, and he's all about um, long, slow distance. And he was saying um, that the first five minutes of the run feels like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. The last 30 minutes of the run feels like five minutes and you know that's a little bit that's a little bit um overly overly dramatic but it's kind of true I mean, if you, you just know that that first mile is going to be tough or that first 10 15 minutes and then the second half is going to feel better and kind of just lean into that knowing that that's a universal experience it's not you being a bad runner or you being a beginning runner or you not knowing how to run it is you having the runner experience right
1: yeah and i mean that's a really good point too. I mean, my so here's a prime example. My husband is, he's like a crazy ultra runner and he's run very fast marathons. Like his, he's run sub three marathons and he literally starts out every run at a 10 minute mile. I mean, which is like a good three minutes slower than what his like easy pace is, you know? Sure. Yeah. And, and he's been running for 15 years or whatever. So like, it's just, that is a prime example of like, Yes, it gets easier once you're consistent, but that first mile, your body is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. So it's to be expected that you're always going to be kind of like waking up in that first mile.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: Okay. Um, so- and on on the note, yeah. really quick, I yeah. want to say on the note of like um, you were saying like, get all your stuff laid out, get all your get all your things ready for that if you're doing the evening run or whatever. I mean- everything you said right there is exactly what I did on Wednesday because I knew that if I waited to get my running clothes on and if I dilly-dallied around about anything like it was gonna get too dark and like I wouldn't have been, and I wouldn't have been able to go run so I like literally had all my clothes on everything ready to go he walked in the door I handed him the baby I knew he was gonna have a really chaotic hour but I was like you know what I just had a really chaotic two hours so <laughs> see you later <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. I mean, the other thing too, going back, I I mean, I'm just kind of going through my laundry list of tips in my head because hopefully one sticks with with, um, you, uh, Kelly, is, um, you know, I know a lot of women, or I don't know a lot of women, but I've heard of a lot of women sleeping in their running clothes. If you are doing a running, an early morning runner, um, I will say I brought this up. We had, we did a motivation podcast a couple weeks ago around the the beginning of the year was Sarah and coach Amanda, um, in the TLAM club. And, um, and they were not about sleeping in their running clothes. You know, they were like, I am like, you know, the princess in the P I need my cotton PJs and this and that, you know, but you know what, if it takes, if it takes out a step and you're comfortable, I mean, I have slept in a sports bra before, um, and you know, a t-shirt, um, I've never slept in Lycra. I will say that, (laughs) but it just just depends. But, you know, again, like just think about what you need and, and what, how you can kind of solve and get, yourself out the door as quickly as possible um, okay so moving on so teresa it says um she says i'm coming back from a period of extreme depletion um which included adrenal fatigue and low cortisol levels i need to take care of myself which also includes rest in addition to running so first of all teresa i'm really glad you figured that out um, that you know what what the cause of your depletion is so that's great um, we want to help you get back to a, a healthier state and her question is, um, can she run three days a week instead of four and still see some results? She's not planning to race. I just want to enjoy the freedom and joy of movement.
1: Heck yeah! Yeah,
0: yes. I think, and I think, I think you can run three days a week instead of four. But and here's the big but with a capital B is what you just talked about, Lindsay, which is consistency. And mm-hmm. not that you want to necessarily get um, faster or go rip up a 5K, but I do think that – or I think we both think that taking that fourth day and maybe even that fifth day for a walk.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Really,
0: totally. really important. Um, and not – again, well, I, you know, we know you're busy. We know you need to rest. We know everything. But half an hour on um, in the sunshine is so good <laughs> for your body, mind, and spirit that, you know, if you can fit that in somehow, I would really – recommended i know tarlene um was also asking about that um and she is um in this program as well and she's coming back from having a baby as well and and um you know so i don't know i mean i'm not telling you don't don't just run three days a week you know if that's what you can do that's what you can do but you know my little our little gentle suggestion is try to walk a couple days as well
1: yeah, and I would say on that too, like certainly running three days a week or walking, whatever you're doing those three days is better than nothing, right? But – Yes, Absolutely. I would. I would say making that fourth or fifth day something – make it a stress-free thing. So if if doing the longer running intervals is stressing you out and making you feel like, oh my gosh, I have to add a fourth or fifth day of workouts – like Demity said, just make it a walk and make it something that you're, like, looking forward to, you're going to enjoy, you know you're going to be refreshed, and don't add any stress to it, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. I think, um, you know, the, it, the, the, the way, and I think this is in the directions, but sometimes it gets overlooked, but if the intervals are feeling like they're they're going too fast for you, if you're going from six-minute, you know, intervals up of running up to eight or ten, and you're like, whoa, I'm not ready for that stay where you are, meet Mm -hmm. yourself where you are. Those six minute intervals are fine. Four minute intervals are fine. One on, one off, fine. Like really, like we really want to get you into the habit of moving, you know, three to five days a week. Um, And that's really what this program is in disguise. It's kind of like a running lifestyle, you know, addiction program that we've branded 5K Success, right? So, So, you know, as much as you can... Whatever you need to do to meet yourself where you are and get out and and get in half an hour of movement most days of the week, that's exactly perfect.
1: Yeah, and I, and I always say just get started because if 30 minutes stresses you out, get started and say, I'm going to at least do 15, and you're going to probably get to 15 and say, I'm going to go ahead and finish this run or walk. Yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in a good out and back. I mean, you know, that's the thing, like trick yourself. Like, okay, I'm going to go out for seven or eight minutes. I'm going to go in one direction, so I got to get home, right? Or yep. ten, make it 10 minutes, you know? And then all of a sudden you're at 10, you're like, okay, I can go five more, and then I got to get home, right? Like, you know, stup- stupid mother rudder tricks. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Tammy's asking um, coming back from injury, I've read a lot about the importance of good form. But how in the heck am I supposed to have good form when I can barely walk, which is walk jog these days? There's no such thing as running lightly right now. My ideas, any ideas for you and for me? So yeah, so to talk about what you think about, um, like your thoughts about form. Yeah, um, Lindsay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have lots of I have lots of different thoughts on form. Sure. First of all, I think um, what your natural What you naturally go to is probably very close to what your good form is. Everybody runs a little bit differently, but a big key to good form is making sure that you have good posture. So like right before you start running, kind of stand up and throw your arms in the air to like resettle everything and kind of stand up straight and then drop your arms down, shake them out a little bit and, um, Kind of like make sure every, everything's in forward motion. Um, and I think if you can knock down that good posture thing from the start, that's like the key to your success in every other department. Um, and then another thing I would say, this is kind of silly, but I see runners do this all the time, is just make sure your arms are relaxed. Because what happens is you're, you get kind of tensed up and you think um, you're nervous about your run or whatever and you, your arms tense up. So I always, especially if it's, like, a stress session or something like that or you're doing your running intervals, um, I always make sure every, like, few minutes to, like, pay attention to my arms and, like, shake them out if I'm, like, too tense, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I think those are both really good points. I mean, the posture, that's that's, that's spot on, you know? I mean, if you can think about, you know, that balloon coming out of the top of your head and kind of lifting you up, you know, and keeping Mm -hmm. you up and as upright and as – erect as possible, I guess. Um, that's going to go so far with your posture. And and like you said, I wouldn't worry too much about your steps. The only thing that I would say about your steps, especially if you are coming back from an injury, Tammy, is try to shorten them, right? Just a tiny bit. Like we're not going to change your stride a hundred percent, but you know, a lot of injuries, I'm going to have to sneeze in one second. Hold on. (laughs) Um, excuse me. Um, a lot of, in, not a lot of injuries, but some injuries come from overstriding. Like, Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, you're trying to go faster. You're trying to, and you, and you end up kind of overreaching, right? So um, I, I have had almost every injury in the book. And one of the things that I think about is just trying to think about putting, landing my feet right underneath me. That, mm-hmm. is it, that, that doesn't really happen. Like It doesn't, you know, like if you saw a video of me, my feet don't land underneath me. I would fall flat on my face. But Mm -hmm. that intentionally creates the idea that um, I'm not overstriding, right? So that's one thing. And just thinking about light, quick feet, um, you know, you said you're not going to land lightly. I'm never landing lightly, (laughs) (laughs) honest to God. Like there are, there's a gravel path that I run on sometimes and people, you know, who are... I don't know, 100 yards in front of me Like, will turn around when I'm coming to see what's coming, right? And I've been doing this for a really long time and I've been thinking about things like this. So, you know, unless you are an elite athlete or, you know, whatever, you're not going to have that like, well, I shouldn't say you're not going to have, but it's harder to get that like kind of graceful feel. But if you just think about that just a little bit um, as you come back, you know, again, we're not changing your stride, you know, we're just making it just a little bit just being a little bit more intentional about where you are, um, how quickly you're trying to get your feet to turn over, and how you land and where you land. Um, that's that's just one thing to think about, and it may help, and it may not. And if it feels very awkward and like, oh, this this is gonna not work for me, then go back to your your natural stride, like you suggested, Lindsay. Um,
1: yeah, and I I'm the same way. I'm a very loud runner. And like, I could run side by side with my husband who weighs like 60 pounds more than me. And like, I'm way louder than him. And clearly like he has more weight coming onto the ground. It's how I place my feet. And over the years, like, you know, there's been some thought like, should I try to adjust this a little bit? But honestly, like that's what my body naturally does. And it does that for a reason, in my opinion. And so so I haven't changed it and I've been fine. Um, But that being said, I would also suggest, like, if you're coming back from injury, I'm not sure. Did, you, did Tammy mention what her injury was? Yeah,
0: she did not. She did not. So Okay.
1: So I would also suggest um, definitely, if you can, be, just be evaluated by a physical therapist to, like, you know, check on things and make sure what, how your form is isn't affecting what that injury was or whatever. And then also, if you live near a run specialty store, a lot of times they have these good form running clinics. Um, and they go over like the basics, but they're going to talk about the posture and landing your feet and all that good stuff. And I just think those they're usually free, those free seminars. Like, why not? If you can go get some free education on, on your running form, go do it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes, perfect. And um, the last thing, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, the last thing I would say, Tammy, is make sure you're doing the strength exercises because that is going to help with your posture. That's going to help prevent injury. That is... You know, I know people, I you know, having worked enough on the Facebook pages, I know that that's the first thing that people kind of toss out the window because it doesn't have that kind of accomplishment and that glow. You're doing, you know, planks as you look under the couch and see all the dust bunnies under there. Um, mm-hmm. It's not sexy, but it is so important. So, um, so you know, if anything, um, you know, emphasize those as well. Um, okay, Abby. Um, Abby travels for work. She says, I am curious what strategies people use for staying on top of a training plan during vacations, work, travel, changes in routine. I travel out of my state two to three times a month for work. I actually do okay when I'm on a business trip. It's before and after the trip that I struggle with mom guilt. And then Teresa chimes in, yes, mom guilt. That's always a challenge for me. Mm. My my husband travels a lot for business and I feel like I need to make up for his absence by being a super mom. I find it hard to take time for my runs.
1: Gosh, it it is tough. I mean, it's so tough. The mom. That is like
0: that. That's another million dollar
1: question. You guys yes. like
0: knocked him out of the park with the the big, the big kind of philosophical questions. I mean, the one thing you know, I'll I'll start the conversation or the answer by saying, I know it's not just I think. I know that everybody around me, um, most importantly, my immediate family benefits when I sweat. When I and I, you know, take care of myself is usually how I call it. Um, but when I get out for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, whether that is, you know, walking the dog, which is what I'm doing right now, um, or getting to the gym or getting in the pool, um, I am a more patient mother, a hundred percent more patient mother. That is probably the biggest benefit for me. <laughs> um, I'm a more loving spouse to my partner. I am a more efficient worker. I am just happier in general. I'm more balanced. You know, I, you know, kind of, I've said this, if you come to a mother runner party, you've said, you've probably heard me say this, but I mean, everybody from the postal clerk to the grocery store checker outer to, you know, your kid's teacher to your immediate family benefits when you have taken care of your, your body, mind, and spirit. And that's like the, that's like the, you know, the overarching, here's why you do it. Now it is harder when your kid is, pulling on your leg and saying, don't go, don't go mom. But I mean, what do you do? You you probably deal with this a little bit more. My kids are now 10 and 13. So they're more like, yeah, see ya. (laughs) Don't let the door hit you on the way out. But I mean, what do you do with mom guilt, Lindsay?
1: Well, gosh. And what you were kind of saying, like you're, you're a nicer person. You're a happier person. You're You're nicer to like the cashier at the grocery store. It's so true. I mean, gosh. So yet, okay, I could have had some serious mom guilt yesterday. Yesterday, um, I had a podcast interview, and I was super nervous about it, but I was like, okay, I have to prepare for this. I have to get my kids out the door and feed them. I took my kids to the Y childcare for literally four hours. <laughs> now, i like – because they let you do a three-hour, up to three hours of babysitting service, and then you, they give you an extra hour to work out if you want. So I used the three hours of babysitting service. And then every ounce of me was kind of like, gosh, they've been there since 10. It's one. Like, my middle one still needs to take a nap. Um, I, I should probably just, like, pick them up and go home. But I knew if I gave myself that hour or whatever to get my run in, the rest of the day was going to be so much smoother. And, and you know, my husband was going to be working late. So I was like, okay, I, I really can't. I don't want to go do this at 730 at night on a, on a Friday, you know. Sure. Um So I was battling with that mom guilt a little bit. But I knew, just like you were saying, that if I did it, like I would be more pleasant. I would be able to handle the meltdown that he was going to have before nap time. Whether or not it was that hour or the next hour, he was probably going to have a meltdown when I tried to put him in his crib. <laughs> yeah, yes, totally. I was more armed and suited for that because I did my workout than I would have been. Because if I hadn't done it, I would have been sitting there thinking, "Oh man, I guess I'm not going to get my workout in today." Or and and I wouldn't have had as much energy to give. You know, sure. Um, and that being said, you know, it's it's just like the the evening run thing, like. I knew that that hour was going to be hectic for my husband, but I also knew the bedtime was going to be a heck of a lot smoother if I had my hour, you know? So I just think, and you hear people talk about self-care these days. It's like a big hot, it's like a big hot word right now, right? Self-care, self-care. And I I kind of like roll my eyes around about it a little bit because I'm like, okay, calm down about your self-care, but (laughs) it's true. It's true. You give yourself that hour or 30 minutes or whatever it is, and you're going to do better at life, momming, whatever it is.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, Abby, you talked about, you know, it is easier on a vacation. Um, Or not on a vacation. A business trip is so far from a vacation. That was a bad, (laughs) bad choice of words on my part. But, um, but it is because you only are you you're your own solo operator, right? So if you have to be at a meeting at eight, like you can get up at six or you can get in your lunch, that kind of thing. It's easier when you're just taking care of yourself and your obligations to work. Um, but when you get home, again, you know, I mean, I remember those days and my kids I wrote from from experience, my daughter is very uh, sensitive and pretty attached to me. And anytime I would go for a run, she would imme- I would say I'm going for a run, she would immediately start crying and mm-hmm. Of course it makes me feel like, you know, excuse my language, but shit, you know, like I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave this little thing that, you know, like needs me. So, you know, just inherently needs me. And, but I went, I did, you know, I would hand her off and I would kind of just beeline out the door and I come back and it was like nothing, you know, nothing happened, right? I think that that's important to keep in mind if your kids are um, a little bit more um, attached. I mean, that sounds so bad. Every kid is attached to their parents. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like when when they, they, they can, they kids know how to pull at your strings, right? Mm-hmm. And I would come home and Amelia would be, Happily playing or watching cartoons and barely even acknowledge that I was home, right? You know, and I could shower and empty the dishwasher, and all of a sudden she'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> hey, mom," you know. Like, so I think sometimes having that perspective, realizing like that, hey, they're gonna be okay for this forty-five minutes I'm gone. It's you know, it, it again, it's it's that don't think, just go, just don't even think about them for a little bit. And that sounds a lot harsher than I mean it to, um, but but put yourself first. So. That's great. Okay, one more question. And then I think we're, we're good for today. Um, so Liz is asking, um, she wants to hear about how to tackle the psychological side of running. I feel like I could run 10 miles if I could just switch off my brain. It's the constant wondering how long I have left, how far I've gone, how fast I'm going. Questions that, make, that drive me crazy and make me want to stop. Um, I've read articles about this general topic in runners' world and on blogs, but I haven't heard anything that's been super useful to me. So I want to hear your take <laughs> on <about> it. <laughs> I don't know, Liz. That's that's a that's a good question. Um, it's what, really good. Yeah. How do you do? You distract yourself from a run? Um, during a oh run? yeah,
1: hear, yes. Okay, I have all so kinds of distractions. That? Yeah, that I give myself. What well, do you do? I, first of all, I would say. um... I I recently interviewed uh, Carrie Tolson um, uh-huh. on my podcast, and she – and I, I I wrote about this on my most recent Instagram post. I posted something on Instagram yesterday about the workout that I had, and I quoted her in that because she said, don't think, just run, okay? And I know that that's what you guys kind of like have a, a mantra yeah. Sim- yeah. very similar to that. and. I held that so true in my head yesterday because the the morning was so hectic and I and I I had a hard workout and I was I could have very well been dreading it and and be nervous about it but I made a conscious decision to just like not think about it and just say when I get to one o'clock when I have that hour I'm gonna do my workout and I'm just gonna get through it you know so don't think just run um that being said there's lots of different like tricks you can do I don't know if anybody's a treadmill runner but (laughs) and people People make fun of me for this, but, and I run outside and on the treadmill, but I put my Kindle on the treadmill on like large font. Like I'm talking like <laughs> one or two sentences per page. And I kind of slowly get through like a chapter of a book. And so I'll do these mental tricks. Like I'll say, okay, I'm going to read five pages and I'm going to, that I'm going to make sure I don't look back at the, at the clock on the treadmill until I get through these five pages or... Like if you're a music listener, I used to do this all the time um, in marathon training on the, if I would do long runs on the treadmill, I would say, I'm going to listen to four songs before I look at that clock again, you know? Yes. And if you're listening, if you're listening to music outside, you can do that too. Like I'm going to get through these songs before I look. And I mean, if you think about it, a song's like three to five minutes, like that, that gets a big chunk of your run out of the way.
0: Absolutely. No, I think that that's awesome. I, I, I do the exact same thing. I used to do that um, a lot. I, I would say I used to be really generous to be like, okay, a song is five minutes. I'm going to listen to five songs and that's 25 minutes and then right. you know, it's on the clock and it's like, well, first of all, I usually couldn't make it through that. I, I always broke my own promises myself, but it did help, you know, like, I'm like, oh, it's only 18 minutes and I would usually check more often than I should. But that's one <laughs> thing. I also think just maybe even, you know, not, I, you know, you said pace and I, I, I really um, would recommend taking pace off the table right now mm-hmm. because totally. um, it's going to drive you crazy. And GPSs are awesome because they give you pace down to your nanosecond, you know, um, and that's a great technology. But it also kind of sometimes robs the joy out of running because you may be feeling really good mm-hmm. and I'll, you look down, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm running so much slower than I did last week. And all of a sudden that joy is gone because you're like, well, what's going on? Why am I so slow? And so instead just put, you know, wear a watch or put your GPS just on time. I, I really think just on time is the best way to go. Um, and just so, you know, watch your intervals um, and get through them. And I don't know. I mean, I like to do a lot of mental math when I'm on a run. Like I'm like, okay, this is, I'm going to be out here for 30 minutes and, um, six minutes done, I'm 20% through, you know, 40% through 10, 10 minutes in. And, um, once you kind of hit that halfway point, it feels downhill, even if it's not literally downhill. Um, so a lot of, I feel like the mental toughness or like hanging in and, and, and being, you know, going when you don't want to go is the first half of the workout. And then the second half is a little bit like icing on the cake. It's not that it's easy, but you know that the bulk is, is done, right?
1: Yeah, and I'm sitting here like as you were saying all that. I'm sitting here like I'm in church, going, "Amen, amen, amen," <laughs> because totally, the pace thing—it's totally. so, I mean, so so, true so, I mean, so Liz, let's I guess, be honest you know, in all in all what? reality, yeah, okay. In all reality, like give or take like thirty seconds a minute per mile, like it really doesn't matter. And there are going to be weeks where X pace feels great, and then the next week, I mean, actually, as females, like depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle, like you're going to feel heavier, you know, some yeah. days and some weeks. And, and it is going to feel a lot harder. There's a huge effect to your running when, when that comes around. And it's not a big deal, but, yeah, it, it changes how you feel. And if you focus on that on the days that you feel crappy, then then it's just going to, like, discourage you. So, yeah, um, I would not focus on pace at all. I would focus on and – I, and I tell tons of runners, I like coach this – running based on your effort okay yes so like um most of our runs should be at an effort where we could feel like we could kind of hold a conversation and that's not to say if you're like just starting out and like you know you're doing these like five minute run intervals to walk intervals like yeah of course like right at the beginning when you're just starting that run interval you probably aren't going to be able to like hold a fluid conversation but you'll get there you know you'll get there
0: Absolutely. I agree. I think that that's really, you know, a, a easy effort. I mean, this thing is all easy effort. So I mean, ideally, you are not it's not a, a slog, like because if you make your runs, you know, if you make the effort feel like a slog, it's not going to be fun. Um, I would also try to find some joy in each run. And that sounds a little like, you know, yeah, mm. yeah ish. But You know, what did you do today that went really well? Um, What, you know, what what felt good? And so really tuning in to try to find, I mean, um, Denise Dollar, who writes uh, for Another Mother Runner, her post on Monday of this coming week is going to be about five things that made her smile on a run. And Mm -hmm. she stopped and took a picture and she explained them. You know, do that. You know, either in your head or take the pictures and put them up on our Facebook page. I mean, honest to God, like it is really fun to see what you guys are doing and what you're seeing and how you're feeling. So I really encourage you to to reach out and and share those things. Um, again, it's not it's not all touchy feely, but it's kind of fun to see what's going on. Like, um, so you know, I I always stop for pictures. Like, I'm a big you know.
1: Me like, too.
0: It's just it's it, it makes it fun and it and it um. And then you're on the lookout for pictures, too, which also is distracting. Um, the other thing that I would say is a book. I, um, you know, I got an Audible subscription last year when I was uh, training for a longer race. And um, I got I bought like three or four books and it really helped. Um, and I could only listen to those books when um, I was running. And. Mm. Having that time, I mean, you can read. I I don't think I could read. I think I'd be nauseous (laughs) on the treadmill. But I I spend a lot of time on the treadmill, too, and I listen to podcasts. I listen to, you know, whatever. Um, But a a book is also another idea that you might want to think about. Um,
1: Well, and, yeah, with podcasts, like, I always try to, like, have, like, five or six that I'm into and, like, one that's motivating, one that's funny, one that's, you know, whatever, so that, like, depending on what mood I am going into that run – I can get on that page, or one that's educational, if I'm like, man, I really want to, like, learn something right now, I'll put on a Freakonomics podcast, or... Yes, absolutely or sometimes i just want to laugh so i'll put on something that i know is going to make me laugh so i think also like being armed with like uh options is yes. helpful
0: yes absolutely and we should say you have you have you mentioned it but you have your own podcast lindsay it's called i'll have another it's awesome it's very chatty very much like you're running with girlfriends um so that is a great option so if you're not subscribed to that please please put that in your feed if you're a podcast person um
1: Oh, well thank you for saying that. You didn't you didn't have to you didn't have to plug no, no, it but I appreciate true. it. I
0: mean, people, no, no, absolutely. I mean it 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 is it's a great podcast. I mean I think, you know, I think one of the reasons why um the AMR one people like is because it is. It's not it's kind of brainless chatter. Yeah. I'm not that's not an insult by any stretch. I think that's a compliment because totally. you just go along and like they are run, you know, it's kind of like I'm running next to you. Um you know, even though you're just in my ears. So um, so yeah.
1: Sometimes you're, and sometimes you're in the mood for that. And sometimes you're, yeah. I mean, just like having all your different options. That's, it's huge. Yeah.
0: I, I got to say right now, I'm kind of obsessed with the Finding Richard Simmons one. Have you, have you?
1: No, have you, I've never heard of be, it.
0: Do you know who Richard Simmons is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I was like, I know I'm a lot older than you are. So I was wondering, but um, it's like number one on the podcast chart when you go up to the top rated. Uh, if you have that, the, the you know, the app that comes with the Apple iPhone. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just 30 minutes. It's 30 minutes long, which is perfect for this crowd. And um, it's this guy, you know, Richard Simmons has basically dropped off the planet. I mean, he hasn't. He's not. He hasn't died, but his public interaction is gone. He, huh. he used to teach at his gym called Slimmons. He taught there for 40 years and just one day stops teaching and isn't, you know, making public appearances anymore. And, I mean, my gut is that, that there's a sad story behind it, but... Um, there's only three episodes out right now as we record this one, so maybe check into that one if that's interesting to you. But there are a ton of them out there. So,
1: um, oh, I'm excited! I get so excited when people tell me about new shows because I'm always on the hunt. There's never yeah. enough. You can you can listen to them while you fold laundry, while you do dishes, while you drive in the car. <laughs> I know absolutely. You know
0: we should. We'll, we'll start a thread um, next week on good podcasts because I, I think. People oh, that's have a great idea. Ideas. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Go enjoy the rest of you. What do you have on tap for the rest of your Saturday?
1: So my oldest does a tumbling class at 10, so we pack all, all the kids up, and we all go to the Y, and so we totally use the entire two hours of childcare. The oldest goes to tumbling class from 10 to 1045, and then we send him in childcare with the rest of them, and I'm going to go to yoga at 10. Oh, Good. And my husband sits in the class, and then – so I'll get the full two hours to myself. So then after yoga, I might do, like, a short swim, or I might just bring my Kindle and sit down and read.
0: Perfect. I remember that when, when we wrote Run Like a Mother, there was one woman who wrote in in our survey that she um, treats the Y locker room like a spa and, like, takes a really long shower and then, like, sits down on the bench and reads her people totally. magazine. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's awesome. Oh, and yes, I, all for I, that. I've often said, man, they should just put a couple cots in here in case, like, you know, you have a full two hours. I'm I'm using that full two hours. If I, and I could get, like, a 15-minute just, like, snooze or whatever.
0: Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, thanks, you guys. You're doing great so far. We will be back, um, you know, probably in a couple weeks for with another podcast to answer your questions. And um, in the meantime, please check in on the Facebook page. Um, tag Coach Lindsay, tag me. Um, we are happy to help. We want to help you succeed um, and give you all the tools that we can. So, have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys later.
1: Thanks, everybody.